0: Before we go ahead and get into this week's episode, I wanted to tell you something absolutely amazing, which is that Victoria's Performance Capture Class' PCAP with the Pros is Back. It's coming back in May, it's all online so you can join from anywhere in the world and you will be joined by industry professionals who are working right now to help you learn the ropes of performance capture and book that leading role. If you're someone who's dreamed about working in performance capture and has no idea where to start, this is exactly where I was just a couple of years ago and then I took this class, I've taken this class multiple times and I cannot tell you how invaluable it's been. It's been genuinely one of the best acting classes I've taken, let alone performance capture classes and I cannot recommend it highly enough. I'm now working regularly within performance capture and voiceover and having the best time ever. So if you want to join Victoria and a host of industry professionals, including the amazing Jamie Bafus, the casting director for God of War, who was actually on an earlier episode of this season, then you can do it's two hours a week for six weeks. And there's even auditor spots this time round as well, if you don't want to participate, but you still want to get some of that amazing information. So go ahead and head to the link in the description for this episode, and you will find all the information you need. There's only eight spots available, so get in there quickly, and I'll see you in the volume. Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast.
1: So essentially, motion capture performers, like all the other
2: performers, are here to tell stories. (laughs) And then they're like, you mean there, there are actors in video games? I thought it was animation.
0: I kind of created my position
2: like nobody said oh you know here you go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career.
0: Jump in both feet because this is the future of entertainment.
2: This is where it's going to be. You know the dots can tell if you're lying.
1: These outtakes are going to be great. (laughs) Hi everyone welcome to the Performance Capture podcast with myself Victoria Atkin and Jesper William Cartwright. Uh, Hello. Cartwright. 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 I did that.
0: Right. I love
1: it. Right. Um this is season 5 and Ooh. I'm so excited. I was just saying that the first season of the Performance Capture podcast was recorded at Formosa. And our guest today is a I'm going to say centerpiece at Formosa. She is she is wow, okay. Yes, very uh very instrumental over there, particularly with the talent and the, those sides of things. So, I'm going to just ask you, what is your name and where did you grow up?
2: Sure. So I'm Kirsten Scholes, and I grew up in Connecticut.
1: Mm -hmm. Amazing. And can
2: you tell us, Kirsten, what do you do? Uh, What's your title? And I already kind of gave it away, but where do you work? Sure thing. So I am a senior producer and head of casting at Formosa Interactive, and uh, coincidentally, I'm also an actor. So. Mm -hmm.
1: There you are. Uh, yeah, get that in cool.
2: I'm curious.
1: Yeah. I was reading lots of bio stuff about this and Grey's Anatomy, which was very interesting.
2: And I
0: feel like um, you've unlocked an achievement as well by being described as a centerpiece of a company. Like that's how that's what I aspire to is like one day being described as the centerpiece of anything. My like it, it, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm,
1: flattered. I'm flattered. So on on this, on this, how would you best describe performance capture? Because yeah, mm-hmm. as the head of talent casting over there, you're seeing these auditions all the time. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to hear what you think. You know, this term is so broad and we have so many guests talking about different things. How would you describe it?
2: Um, I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's... My, my answer is probably going to be a little bit more um, hippy-dippy than it is uh, practical. But uh, to me... Performance capture is like the ultimate game of yes and if you're at all familiar with mm. performance capture is uh, a space where you can be anywhere doing anything uh, and the only limitations are your own, you know, is your own imagination. And I think that's what makes it a really special space to work in. Um, you know, if you go to a set, if you're shooting something, you go to a set, they've built the set, you know, where you are, you are in a park, you are in an office, you are wherever you are. And that's, you know, your job is to yes, say that situation and live in it. Right. You go to a mocap stage and, um, it's odd. <laughs> it's just frankly, a big odd space and it can be anything. And, And it's up to you to sort of fill in the gaps um, beyond what what the directors and the producers and the writers are giving you, just like with anything else. But particularly in mocap, because it's a blank slate and it stays at least from the outside looking like a blank slate for a lot of the time that you're working in it. Um, And that's really exciting creatively. Mm. That's a very exciting space to be in. Um, it can be intimidating too, but it's a very exciting space to be in. And it's become such a wonderful tool in storytelling, obviously across all mediums, but we've seen in games. I mean, in the last 10-ish years, I've, I've seen it explode as we all have. We've watched kind of from the sidelines as it's exploded. And um, it's made for such beautiful uh, content you know, within these within these stories. Mm. That um, wasn't possible before. It's very cool. I remember when I, when I, I I sort of tripped and fell into working in games at all. And when I did, my boss at the time showed me a, a demo from The Last of Us, because we were working on it at the time, and and um, it was twenty minutes long. And he said, he said, "Well, what did you think?" And I was like, "Well, it's very realistic and it's very scary." And he, <laughs> and he was like just out of curiosity, what was the last game you played? And I said, Super Mario Brothers 3. And he was like, oh. No. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: This is a bit oh, of a jump then. <laughs>
2: yeah. so, um, but I like to me that, you know, looking at, at what's been possible with a lot of those cinematics, um, mm. it's just such a wonderful tool that everybody has at their disposal now.
0: I, um, think, it's, I, I think it's a really interesting point that you hit on because I think before games couldn't achieve the you know, like, The Last of Us, I think, is a great example of right. high emotions, high, like, lots of, like, horror and scare, like, you know, like, yes. I think it was it was hard for games to achieve that level. Um, uh, You know, it wasn't like a film where you'd have, you could house all those things. You know, you kind of, things had to be a little bit kind of silly because, you know what I mean, you couldn't, it, you'd be sort of, it would feel weird if a game took itself too seriously because it would be like, well, everything's super pixelated and you know, all the movements are a bit janky and, do you know what I mean? Whereas I think that things like the last of us unlocked that new um style of uh of of games and i guess just if i could if i could jump in with a quick question which is for you uh a have you always been in the casting side of things and uh, obviously you said you were an actor but when did you move over i guess into the casting side of things and then Mm. b how has that uh I guess, how has that progression from games into that sort of more emotional, more cinematic space affected that side of your job uh, as yeah. a as a casting director?
2: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm an actor and I have been for 20 something years at this point. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it you know, I, I tripped and fell into working in games as a day job, right? Like I moved to LA from New York as, as an actor and I needed a day job. And I took what I thought would be a a brief receptionist job, you know, as a temp, um, at sound deluxe. And then that sort of progressed into, um, eventually producing and coming over to Formosa when that started. And then, you know, I want to say 2017 or 18, we had, um, Julia Bianco Sheffling, who's a wonderful casting director and also voice director now too. Um, who had started? Casting. Yeah, we had her. We had her on the show. She's great. She's yeah, we, she's wonderful. Yeah. We loved Julia. Um, yeah. yeah, she's wonderful. She started, you know, sort of dipping a toe in casting at Formosa for a while, and then you know she left to to do her own thing, which is wonderful. God bless. Um, and after she left, I looked around and I was like, wait, I can I can do this. We don't have to, you know, because we didn't have a plan B at that point after she left, mm-hmm. as far as the casting went, and it wasn't really uh, full blown at that point. It was like a you know, she was taking, like you do, when you start something, you take things here and there. And I was looking at it and I was going, you know, I, I don't even know how many times a day I have a producer when we're recording something, step in my office, you know, in a panic being like, listen, I have, I need a voice match for these three dudes. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't have time to go through the full, uh, like do a full round of casting. Who, who do I use? I gotta, I gotta bring them in on Monday and it's Friday. And I would go, okay, well you need this guy, this guy, and this guy. And they'd be like, great, can you call them? And so it was a lot of that type of thing or like, you know, maybe a, a director or another casting director who's working on something would be in the building and come in and say, you know, I, I need a, a, a someone of Japanese heritage who's 50 to 60 years old and kind of feels like, you know, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, we recently hired this person. So it was totally organic. And all of a sudden I realized I was kind of like having so many of these conversations that... I was like, I'm kind of already starting to do this. This is very mm-hmm. easy. So I went to Erica Mahalo and Paul Lipson and I said, I think I could do this. Um, I'm going to start setting up generals with actors, um, which is the throwback to, you know, 10, 15 years ago when people had time and made time for such things. But it's been <sighs> wonderful. And I can't tell you how many people I have cast in some pretty cool things because of those generals. And so that, you know, it snowballed. And, um, and I think coming from a background as an actor and understanding, you know, when it comes to a breakdown, what do I need to see? What do I need Mm -hmm. to see in a breakdown as an actor in order to give, you know, in order to, to, to do my best work and to do my most full work and to bring as much of, you know, the honesty that we need to this. And so that helps me to create the breakdowns. It helps me to communicate with the agents and with the actors Um, when I'm sending stuff out. I, I, I think that's really helped me, um, give insight that a performer needs and that an artist needs to, um, to, in order to, to, to really free themselves up to give Mm. their point of view and their perspective when they're actually going to get up and read. And, um, so yeah, so it turned into that and then it became a thing that we could confidently offer people as a, as a uh, service line. And it has exploded, absolutely exploded from there. I mean, it's, it's taken up so much of my time now I've had to like actually (laughs) sort of readjust some of the producing I'm doing and sort of hand that off to other producers so that I have enough time for casting, which is so exciting. I love it. Yeah, that's I love amazing. It. And I liked what you said
1: about The Last of Us being your introduction. I don't think I've ever mentioned that on the show, that that was mine too. Hmm. I remember going to BAFTA to an event. I don't even know why I signed up. I don't, because I had no, no idea. Oh no, I had, I had... I had booked Assassin's Creed, and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what performance capture was, yeah, so this must have been this must have been between booking it in the October and shooting it in the January. Mm-hmm. um I said, I have to find some information about this, I don't know what I'm about to do, you know, I know this character, I can act her, but i don't I don't know what this performance capture stuff is, and I'm gonna be getting in this suit in like four weeks, whatever it was, and so there was this timely, divine intervention of of this thing with Ashley Johnson. And mm-hmm. and he showed um, me her work in The Last of Us and, I, and it was incredible. And that was yeah. my first experience of seeing anything on the performance capture stage. And it is just, look at The Last of Us now. I mean, really, we are in a time where this game, <laughs> not only did it have such an impact like on our careers, but when it, you know... Uh, that it is in the whole world right now. So yes. you kind of answered actually... my question about how you discovered it and how you became mm-hmm. involved. But after Jasper's question, I'd like to hear what your first project was that you cast or became involved in. And I'm
2: interested to see if you've been on the stage as an actor too. I have mm. actually, my first, <laughs> my first experience of PCAP uh, was as an actor. Uh, when I was in college, I did motion capture for a Zoloft commercial. Uh, so just let that sink in for a second. Um, it was I have no idea
0: what that is, but I'm I, assuming it's, a, it's, it's an
2: anti-anxiety medication. <laughs> I think we need to see oh, this. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. We need a video of this. <laughs> and we... They have to wait, say wait. they
1: never, didn't
2: use my likeness. Um, That's was, good. Yeah, it was so funny because I had a friend who was in the acting department with me. Why it's... did
1: they need that? And they commercial. were, they
2: were animating something. They were. You know, oh, they had, okay. Yeah. They were, He mm. anim- it was an animated spot with a VO, you know, over it. And he was like, Hey, I have this friend and he works, at, you know, he does motion capture. And I was like, what is that? And, um, he's like, I need a woman who's like your size. Can you, do you want to do this? It's this like 400 bucks. And I was like, yeah, all right, fine. And so I went over there and put on what I now see as, as a very crude version of the suits that we use these days um and the dots and the ball you know ping pong balls and the stuff and they were you know that was my afternoon so that was my that was my entree into um into mocap uh casting wise i'm trying to think of what the first i don't know if i can even talk about it um because a lot of these things are still in production they go on for a long time you know these yeah that happens that, (laughs) that um that the larger games that are able to do a lot of the pcap tend to be in production I don't know if people know this but tend to be in production for sometimes years at a time often years mm. at a time and so um, that's what's tricky about talking about a lot of this stuff is I'm heavily NDA'd um, trying to think oh god I don't know I don't know and I'm like the ones I'm thinking of I'm not confident I can actually say them by name. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of them and I love well, oh you're muted
0: you're muted Victoria you're you're muted just yeah we didn't catch any of that
2: sounds great oh sorry i like great though <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: was, I was maybe it was a good thing um yeah. i was saying with a heavily nda'd this uh, mm. yeah. image i had is like when we all like leave this life all of us are gonna get thrown in with all our ndas that we're working on you know like yeah <laughs> so much of it so much of it yeah. but um yeah
2: um, yeah that's what it makes it tricky to talk about in any kind of way that sounds coherent, but it's um, okay, it's all right. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I will say that I because I was trying to think about a project that we've worked. I, I can't even remember. Like, there's so many different things, yeah, and I get oh, amazing yeah. mm. from you all the time. Yeah, they're great. Well, I've um, seen, but I can't remember pro like projects. I'm, I'm trying to think, but yeah, you, ha- you're casting stuff all the time. Like, mm, mm. there's yeah. probably a handful I would say, and I think now we might have had all of you three on the show just bar one four casting directors that I get most of my performance capture auditions from. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's, fun it's to really see. fun.
2: And I love, mm. I love casting PCAP. I mean, I like casting straight VO too, but I love casting PCAP because, um, I don't know, maybe because I come from that, you know, on camera and theater performance situation, but, um, I love to watch other people work and and it fires something up in me that I don't quite get the same. It does. I don't get the same way from listening to auditions, you know? I mean, I guess it's a different, it's a different Mm -hmm. beast and and it's Mm -hmm. a
1: a magical beast and it's the imagination that you need. I mean, Mm -hmm. my experience in this and also hosting some of these classes and talking to everybody on the podcast. And it always brings me back to what I wrote for my dissertation, which is kind of weird. That is, I didn't realize I was, Heading towards performance capture with these kind of questions that I was asking, but the space, the interspace between, you know, and, and I was watching, I was watching the movie Soul with my son last night, the Disney movie. I don't know if you've seen that, but like the yeah. interspace, the space between, like mm. that is. I think where performance capture lives mm-hmm. because yeah. you can't, the definition of it, and which is why I always enjoy hearing people's definitions because every single one of them is different, but it is that it is a magical spot that is, it is, I mean, the most, the closest thing is kind of in the zone for athletes, yeah. but it's, um, it's more mm-hmm. magical than that factors. And particularly in this space in it, it, it's up to us to paint that picture for, the animators to see and and i always i always come back to if i can't find the character or the world i always come back to like i have to, if i don't believe it myself then no one else yeah. is gonna believe it yeah. i have to find a place and, and this when i played a transgender character back in 2000 if i couldn't believe that i was a mm. boy i would never ever convince anybody yeah. else of that yeah. you know and i yeah. think that that's the Question to find that once you get that hook, then you're in. Mm. Um,
0: it actually reminds your... me a lot yeah. of, um, like, interestingly enough. I as an actor, I've always kind of struggled a little bit because I love to be involved in every part of the process sure. um, for the way that I uh, when I studied at drama school, we were encouraged to do to to explore all different avenues of of uh, of making kind of uh, a theater show or a film or, you know, whatever it may be, an audio uh, play. And I it really sparked something in me for directing. And it was weirdly enough it actually gives me the same kind of very fulfilled sensation being on the stage being being in the volume as i do when i'm directing i think there's something about like you said the the just that kind of yes and the the play in that space to really yeah. bring it to life because i think it can feel like a uh it's so amazing i think cause it can feel like a very sterile space with all this tech around and all these dots and cameras and whatever it is uh you know to then charge that fill it with life feels like such an a, a uh a whole kind of pursuit if that makes sense like a, a really kind of all-bodied uh uh commitment and i think that it's really interesting uh you saying as well about the, just the way that it kind of sparks something in you and uh it just made me think about actually it's the only time where i feel when i'm not directing where i have that all-encompassing just like Yes, I want to. This is this is exactly where I want to be. I'm doing exactly the right thing, uh, etc. Um, it's on. It's in the volume.
1: Yeah, that's that's lovely. Can you tell us your favorite thing about motion capture? I mean, we've all kind of touched upon it a little bit, mm. but if there were to be one thing that's your favorite thing yeah. about motion capture,
2: I love. I love. This is this borrows a little bit from what you guys have both said, but I love that there is n- nothing else to rely on. You're out there on. Mm. You know, I mean, you have your scene partners and you have your directors and the crew. Great. Of course, it's not just you, but you have to fill in all the gaps yourself. It's a it's all on you, you know, and I think it's easy for people who maybe don't work in that space. And I can see this in auditions. Sometimes it's easy for them to think like, well, there's going to be animation over this, Mm. even if they don't realize that's what they're um, kind of bringing. It can feel like there's something that's not fully committed right that maybe there would be if this were a, a film or a tv audition because they don't they don't feel the the um the sort of screen in between that mm-hmm. they might be associating with animation and the the, <laughs> the truth is i mean look let's just keep using the last of us cuz why not and it's topical right so i feel like um that game was successful for a myriad reasons right but but one of them absolutely was the performances right and, and yes Joel looks nothing like Troy but if it had not been for Troy's and Ashley's incredible work none of that none of none of what was written none of this the, this amazingly complex and heartbreaking world that was created none of that is going to come through because they went in there and they brought everything that they had and they honored the story and the characters as though they were on a film or a mm-hmm. show or in any other medium in which you'd have to do that um, it worked, it happened the magic sort of happened and now look at what it is you know, I think well, I think that's what's exciting about it, is that you walk into the space, it does feel sterile, it feels like a giant soundstage that no one has built a set on, it's weirdly dead yeah. right, uh, acoustically yep. dead
0: and,
2: oh yeah. <laughs> right. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's jarring for mm. the first time that you go into that space. And then you're in this bizarro suit, and a lot of times you've got HMC. And it's uh if you're not willing to say, Okay, yeah, and I'm also, mm. you know, on a rooftop being shot at by space aliens or something, and believe that it's not gonna work. And I think, you know, I see sometimes and I hear stories of people who when they flounder, either in an audition or um, or when they've gotten the job, it's because they can't quite get comfortable. They can't quite get into the space. They can't breathe it the way that they need to because they're stuck in this, like, mm. this space is too weird. This suit is real strange. And this camera is uncomfortable, you know, or whatever it is. So that's what's exciting to me is that it really puts the onus on the performer. Like, you're out there on your own. You have to bring it and we can all see even though you think we might not be able to we can all <laughs> feel it if it's not there yeah so that's exciting i feel like the stakes are almost now that i'm talking about the stakes are higher
1: in a way and you have to bring the stakes yes. i mean yes. that's what i've seen like when i've helped people and or i've you know watched different self tapes that have been brought to our classes it is with especially with games it is all or nothing. You will it's... die. Like the game, <laughs> yeah. the player will die. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah, bring yeah, it. Yeah. And so you could there's no I mean, I think this with TV and film too. I mean, the best mm-hmm. actors bring the highest stakes and the best Sorry. stories throw that in too, you know. It's otherwise it's not, you know, yeah. it's not that. Um so uh We've talked a lot about this, but, I mean, one of the questions that we usually ask on this show is an experience that you enjoyed on the motion capture. We talked about, you know, (laughs) your first experience and doing this commercial, which is always fun. (laughs) But, like, an experience that perhaps... I don't know whether you have cast something and then you've been able to go to the volume to see it. Totally. Has that been an opportunity that you've had?
2: Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things to do has been, and this is not something that we've been doing in the last three years quite as much thanks to the pandemic, but one of my favorite things has been to be the reader for clients um, on the stage. I love doing that. And I have learned so much as a casting director and as an actor. Um, I usually just sort of volunteer as tribute in those situations, because why not? Um, And because I also want to make sure that the actors are going to get the, you know, they're going to get something if if the client is not willing to hire a reader, for example, you know, obviously you want to make sure the actor is getting someone on the other side who's going to give them something. Right. Mm. So um playing on the stage like that with a bunch of different people coming in for a callback or whatever um, is so fun for so many reasons, but it's really educational too. And, and you can see um sort of some of the pitfalls that people will make over and over again and not realize that they're, even doing it. I mean, like, for example, what I've noticed is that I feel like when people come onto the stage, um, if they're coming from, there's there's like a few categories of actors, right, that are coming in for these things. So you have actors who are used to working in PCAP specifically for games like you, right? You have people that are used to this, they're comfortable, they come in and they may as well be in their living room. Like, it's cool. There's a, you know, there's a relaxed atmosphere and those people can jump right in and do the work and they knock it out of the park and then they leave right? Mm. And then you have people who come in who uh, maybe don't have experience or as much experience on a PCAP stage, but they come from theater or they have a movement background or they, um, you know, they're, they come from martial arts, something physical, and they might come in and take a second to like adjust to the space because maybe it's not what they were expecting or it is what they were expecting, but they're, you know, they have to acclimate. Um, but usually those people can, can get into it pretty quickly, right? i Gen- this is a generalization, but those people can kind of. And that's the that's who I was before
1: this, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was an yeah. athlete, and I and my background in mm. sports was w- what made me feel comfortable. I I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that you know I'd run, I'd done triathlons. I'd, yep. I was a slalom skier. That that stuff, I didn't realize was informing. What I was doing in the future that 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 was
0: me and that was me and dance and like do a lot of animal studies uh, just because I I enjoyed moving like that and actually watched Andy Circus and was like that was kind of fun I want to pretend to be an ape and like and now I'm like oh man I'm so glad I did that because doing creature work on a mocap stage is the best fun ever so oh totally and
2: and you know those things you may not you may not connect the dots between like say skiing and mocap right out of the gate. But it, what it is, is you're, you understand your body, you understand movement, you understand your own physicality and the space that you take up in the world and on a stage. And so that right there is going to give you kind of a leg up when you come in for something like that, um, just because it gets you that much closer to mm. committing to to the present, right? And to the moment of the work that you're going to do. And then the, the I guess, final category that I noticed was. You know, when the actors would come in who were maybe primarily um, TV or film actors who don't have as much experience with this and maybe don't don't work in theater, don't work in that medium. They a lot of times would come in and be really jarred by the environment and the space. And and there's a confusion, I think, for some people about like, how big is this performance? Because I've got a lav on but I'm on this and I'm on this huge stage, but there's also cameras set up. And like, I don't know like what's my shot and how big is this performance? And should I use this space? Or are we just in this space? Like, sh- you know, and so mm-hmm. what I, what I discovered was like, it really helps people. If you can like, when they come in, if I'm reading with them to be like, cool. So that camera over there, that's a close up. This one over here is a wide, you know, so do your thing, move around do mm-hmm. your thing. And, and, and uh, maybe, maybe, lean into it being a performance that that you would do for a film as opposed yeah. to theater right like you don't there's no need to like to to be projecting uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it might be your instinct because of the size mm. of the space and the fact that it's dead
0: right yeah exactly i can absolutely so, th- and yeah. you can
1: also think with the facial capture you're always in a close up exactly like, is it oh, the facial sure. capture it's for almost sure. like i was just thinking about this now and i i don't think i've had this aha before but it's like you are in a close-up with your face and a wide with your body yes like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, sweet that's but then, where you are and then add yes. on
0: add, add on to that though that you might also be in a wide on your face as in so you like as in the camera might end up being really far but away with from the your edit character, you have to
1: know that you're always in a close-up that's, so you it, that's choose what I mean. that in the edit totally precisely totally.
0: and that but the, like you might need to be waving across a busy marketplace in mm-hmm. the middle of wherever and yeah. the camera might be really far away from you. So I think you would, I think it's about holding all of that possibility in your head at any one time and being willing to just pivot very quickly because you're not going to have that turnaround. You're not going to have all any of that style. like quick. Mm.
1: There is a style and I always try and think of it like music. Like there's a style to games and performance capture. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. a musicality to that. There is a tempo, there is a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I always say that it, it just comes with repetition, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. it's not going to happen on the first time that you step on the stage. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You're not going to know the music of this, right? Um, you know, I I had the same experience when I was a series regular on TV. Like when I first mm-hmm. was stepped in front of the camera, I had no idea what I was doing. But you know, 100 episodes later, you know, you yep. find the rhythm, you find the pace. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, I was ask... just being gentle with yourselves with that at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was going to ask, yeah. Kristen,
0: uh, just. Because this is something that, particularly before I actually very helpfully did the uh, performance capture classes with Victoria, uh, mm-hmm. and to us even now with certain scripts uh, and certain uh, certain auditions, what advice would you have for actors to translate a their performance when they're doing a like self tape? Because I think that that was something that that I particularly before I took classes and before I'd done a lot of work on the stage, I think can be quite a hard thing to translate, which is that, like, uh, I want to let you know that I'm sort of uh, housing all of this stuff in my head, but I'm also working to, like, actually show you that I can do the thing with this one camera that's in front of me and, you know, I'm in this whatever room in my house or whatever. Is there, any, is there anything, I guess, what I'm, what maybe is a better question, is there anything that you see... You know, when it comes to self tapes, that really kind of makes you think. Oh, they a they know what they're doing, and b you know they're kind of showing an understanding of the character and in a way that you might need them to.
2: I mean, I think Hmm. this is tricky, right? Because some scenes that you get in these auditions or callbacks that the client gives you are Mm. very physical, yeah, and some of them are not, right? Some of them (laughs) are very quiet, still physically still scenes. So the answer is going to be different, right? Depending on what it is we're looking at it at any given moment. But I think if you have an opportunity to give a sense of your movement, great. Mm. Um, I had one actress, this was really helpful. I had one actress um, do that. Like she, she had a scene to do for a callback or for an audition that was um, pretty still, but she also happened to be a rock climber. And so she, at the end of her audition, she had footage of herself climbing a rock and she stuck that on there. And I was like, oh, that's actually really helpful. You know, I and now I it needs to be authentic. You know, you don't you don't <laughs> want to like um if it doesn't apply, like in this case, it applied. It was a very physical role. It was a like sort of a badass female. We needed to see that this person could kick ass and and what and get a sense of what it would be like when they moved around. And um that was really helpful and it was surprising. So I think like situations like that, but those are really few and far between. I think if you can find a way, look at the scene at hand, if it's a physical moment in the story, then give yourself a little bit of a wider angle Mm -hmm. to work with. Don't be afraid to move, make sure that when you're coming forward and back that you're not going in and out of focus because that can happen. (laughs) It's not the end of the world if it does, if it's a great performance, it's a great performance. It doesn't matter, right? But um, just be cognizant of that. If it's a smaller um, scene, if it's quieter, don't be afraid to go tighter. I mean, look, at the end of the day, for me, good acting is good acting. And if someone has a lot of PCAP experience, cool, that's great. It's just an extra thing for me to be able to use to sell you or to, you know, to, to, sorry, let me turn this off. Um, It's just an extra thing that I can use to... um, pitch you to the client or have intelligent conversations with the client mm. about, I'm sorry, I'm turning this off. All these, <laughs> yeah, Things yeah. are happening now all of a sudden. <laughs> of You're a popular can. lady. And anyway, we're going
1: to be wrapping up. So um, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> we just did about advice for people listening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think you covered that like with the self tapes is a really good question from Jasper that, you know, my question is what advice would you give to other people listening that would get, sure. but, uh, but I also want to ask um, because you are in casting as well as a, an actor, um, what advice would you give to somebody that's listening to this that wants to get into casting? I mean, how, how do they do that? Uh, You know, you're under the umbrella of Formosa, but if you were to go out on your own, like what would you do? Like, how would you do that?
2: uh, I think the most important thing, and maybe I'm biased, but the most important thing is to understand what acting is. If you're going to cast, you know, I don't, I, I personally don't think it's enough to, be like I watch a lot of films I'm a huge tv buff and I'm a gamer whatever it is right whatever medium you're going after um I think it's a great starting off point and it's a legitimate starting off point and hold on to that and lean into that but understand what acting is understand when someone gets up to show you their work what it is they're doing what it is they're showing you um because a you need to have respect for the for the person who's doing it and you need to be as open as they are watching it right um as open as they're being showing you what they've got you need to be that open to receive it and I think you can only be that way if you have an understanding of what it is so if you can take a class at the very least take a class um find the content online that you that you can watch of people doing what they do I always tell people when it comes to PCAP in particular I'm like look you know, yes, take, take classes in, in performance capture acting act, because you're right. It is, it is its own sort of, it's its own beast, but it's all rooted in the same stuff, right? Mm -hmm. As a voiceover, commercial acting, TV, film, theater, whatever, it's all rooted in the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And that is truth. That's honesty. That is, that is um, commitment. And if you don't understand fundamentally what that is, I just I'm I'm concerned about the ability to make um, sound creative decisions without some sort of understanding.
1: Doesn't mean everybody has to come. And also, Kirsten, this this kind of puts a, um, an understanding now from speaking to you more in you know and your compassion and your excitement and your encouragement that I've had from you over the years. You know, because I didn't I didn't know until this point, until I started researching you for this, that you were an actor as well. And it it makes a difference. It it knows, Mm. you know, you can see you understand what it takes to get into these different roles and you're doing it yourself. You're actively doing it. And that makes I mean, it really it really does you can you can always tell
0: the difference you can always tell the difference i think when you get a casting breakdown like who the kind of person that (laughs) it's come from because there'll be some casting Mm -hmm. breakdowns where like you can tell it's like probably come like directly from the client right because the just like the information you get you go like but it's like the it might as well be written too. in hieroglyphs exactly it might as well be written in hieroglyphs because as an actor you're sat there kind of go i just don't understand yeah. what they want from yeah. me here and i don't know yeah. if they know and whereas exactly like you know when you get a, a breakdown from someone like yourself you're just like oh boom this makes perfect sense mm-hmm. i completely understand what they're what they want but and I then think... that means that i can just do my job i can i can bring to sure. you know and i can I think put casting, my best foot forward it,
1: i think <laughs> casting and also there's been some producers we talked to aj clear Clearway mm-hmm. on this as yeah. well about this um this space between the game developers, the animators, even (laughs) the game cinematic directors that are not rooted in acting because I feel like there's two different types of directors in this. And I'm always interested when I step on the stage, if it's a new director that I haven't worked with, like, oh, are they like what I call like an actor's director or are they like an animator's director? And, Mm -hmm. you know, the best ones are the ones in Sweet Spot. They know both worlds, but it's hard to know both worlds, you know, somebody that understands Mm -hmm. the you know all the technology and understands actors i i rarely find that totally. um, and that's why i think your job is is so great that you're able to bring the great talent to the stage so that that's not being sorted out as we're in it right.
2: figuring yeah. it out and i think yeah. you know i i don't i, I want to be clear that i don't it, it's not that i think that a person can't be a good casting director if they're not an actor first do you know mm-hmm. what i mean no, like no, 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 no of course for sure. many amazing ones out there that you know, but but they understand. They may not have come off of a stage, but they understand what actors well, are. It's doing. like Emily Schweber that we interviewed, she's great yes. because
1: she has worked
2: in, you know, Titanic
1: and all of these like with these great actors and she understands mm. television and film from that and yes. she's casting and, and working with them all the time. And then she came into games from there, so you right. know, it's, it's really, yeah, it's great. It's interesting. And yeah. I'm so, I'm, Kirsten, I'm so happy that you're here today. Thank oh, you so much for being cool. on the show. And how can people stay in touch with you? How can they find mm-hmm. you? Are you on social media? Yeah.
2: What's, I'm what's not, that? I'm not on social media because it could Good be Good for exactly. you. Good I'm, good I'm proud of I, you well done. i keep wanting to come I off wish. so bad it's i'm worst. so jealous <laughs> i i jettisoned all of it from my life a few years ago and i was like oh this is sort of fantastic for life me. i'm living, I'm living. Yeah,
0: this is amazing <laughs> it,
2: was, it was too much for me it was and i wasn't even like yeah. a you know i wasn't even a, a consistent poster or anything i just i'm, I'm mm. paranoid and i'm anxious so i'm yep. not on there anymore yep. um but I, people should feel free to email my Formosa email address, which is kskoles at FormosaGroup.com, because I, I always need to and want to get to know more actors. Mm. You know, I'm, there's so many people out there who either don't have the quote unquote right representation yet or whatever, but they're amazing. And I, I want to know about them because I frankly don't care if you're going to come and do great work and be cool. Be cool. Mm, yeah. Be cool. Be cool. and you can't fake being a cool person you have to actually be genuinely
1: (laughs) yeah that's a good that's a good
2: um then i i want to to figure out ways that you can connect with the other creative people who are looking for you i think one of the best if i may one of the best pieces of acting advice i ever got um which applies here it was from the late, great uh, Brad William Hankey, who was my coach for years. He would always say to us, you have to paint your painting. You have to show up and you have to paint your painting, whatever that painting is. And you have to understand that not everyone is going to buy your painting. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, He said, any audition that you do, any take you do once you get the job, it's just a take. It's one take, but it has to be authentically yours. Um, if it's not, people can smell it. And if you keep trying to paint the painting that you think someone wants to buy then the person who actually needs your painting is never going to be able to find you. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love, I love it when yeah. I get these really amazing, authentic reads from people who I know are not what the client is looking for, for this particular role, you know, because there are so many times when I'm like a month later, I've got a breakdown that I'm like, Oh, I want to make sure this guy reads on this. Cause his last thing was you know, even though it was not yeah, that, I, yeah. you just never ever know. And sometimes it's years later. As actors, you're told that, right? Like you never know. Yeah. And but it it's crazy how sometimes years later I'll be like, oh, this guy. I just mm-hmm. I just cast a guy in something um, recently that I who I worked on a movie with as an actor seven years ago, maybe. And I have not really kept in touch with him, but he's brilliant and.
0: Wow, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Like you just you don't know. You just Mm. don't
0: know. You don't know when it's gonna ring it's gonna ring true. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
2: Be cool and be good. be Be good and be be cool and just keep painting your painting can i thank you. uh can mm-hmm. i
0: make one uh, little request just before we wrap up uh, first okay. of all i love that painting a painting is beautiful i'm gonna take that it's with okay. me thank you very yeah, much mm-hmm. uh can i make one small request i was gonna mention this earlier when we were all sharing our last of us uh like facts um <laughs> can i can you please have a conversation with them and stop getting them to re-release the first game because <laughs> i have now bought this game three (laughs) times no it's it's not funny i have bought this game three times and i love it so much every time even more every new time but i've now just bought it for the third time and it has to stop i have to stop buying the same game so please if you could just ask them (laughs) to stop releasing the same game and making it better because I'm it's really I'm not sure marketing
1: stressful. or the finance department are going to listen to you.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think they are either. Because the thing is, they know if they release it for a fourth time, I'm going to buy it again. But it's I mean... really—I love that game so much. It is so yeah. beautiful, and it I keep—I just keep really buying special. it. It's. Uh, I need to. What I need to do really is just get myself a job at Sony so that I can get it for free or something when <laughs> it comes out. Because honestly, that would probably be as, as much, you know, I'd be able to be earning that as a wage then. That'd be fine. Just pay me in Last of Us remakes. That's just fine. It's hysterical.
1: You'll have to that's build hard. your own game, Jasper. Yeah. That's where you. have
0: right, to build will own game, I'll to do start it. doing the same okay, thing. Okay, look, t- tell it's Neil. I'll tell Neil I'll direct Last of Us Parts. No, just call him real I'll quick. I'll just call yeah, just real him real quick and ring. slam just I'll just give him a ring. He loves that.
1: And anybody hasn't listened to our episode with Troy Baker, you should check that out. Yes, yeah. Sure. We had Troy on the show. Okay. All right. Well, Kirsten, thank you. Thank you so yeah, much for being here. Thanks for your time. Yeah, It's been amazing. Thanks for all your service to this industry. I oh, love receiving your breakdowns and uh, and mm-hmm. thanks for being cool.
2: Thanks
1: wow. for being, being cool. cool. Yeah. I do what I, I love it. Yeah.
0: Right. Thanks
1: so much. Okay.
2: Thanks. Thank you, guys. All right.
1: Okay. Bye. 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 This podcast is sponsored by Vicon the Academy award-winning developer of motion capture products for the life science, entertainment, and engineering industries. Vicon provides cutting edge hardware and software with the highest accuracy. Valkyrie is a brand new hero camera range, which includes a 26 MP model and high speed capture mode at up to 2000 FPS. When combined with the powerful bespoke new very focal lens, Vicon Valkyrie delivers a greater fidelity in human motion capture and unlocks an unmatched capture quality. Valkyrie is designed to work with Vicon's Shogun VFX software, enabling digital artists to visualize realistic characters and scenes while saving time in post-production. Shogun now includes custom-developed virtual production tools to power your next-level project. Find out more at www vicon.com. Are you looking to work as an actor in video games and performance capture? The Performance Capture podcast is also brought to you by BookVOPCAP, an online educational community set up by the Performance Capture podcast host and founder, Victoria Atkin, which provides educational courses on how to work as a professional actor in the performance capture industry. Visit www.bookvopcap.com to find out more and follow us on social media ditch the day job.